Salutations. You want to, I brought a friend today. You did? Yep. First of all, you want to say what your name is? Would you like to introduce yourself before I introduce the friend that I brought today? I am, I said. <laughs> what is that? It's Neil Diamond. <laughs> Do a real Neil Diamond impression right now. I, I think I kind of did. You did? I am, I said. Oh, wow. I don't know if I really can. You actually just no sing it. No one else. You're doing an impression. You're doing an impression of an impression. I'm doing it how I think he sounds. Good times never seem so good. So you're Neil Diamond. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Neil Pert. I thought it was Peart. Well, I, that drummer from Russia is, but I'm Neil Peart. Like the hair? Yes. And this is my buddy I brought along. His name is Stephen the Scissors. You need to tell that motherfucker to cut it out. <laughs> Dave Coulier, motherfucker. All right, my dumb bit is done. Had nothing Welcome to do with the Dave Collier. It had to do with me telling you Dude. no one wanted to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Check welcome. it out. My name's Sam. I came in first. Okay, my name's Michelle. I welcome to the podcast. This is Couple of Critics Podcast. And we are a review podcast where we are a couple of assholes who share media with each other and we talk about it. We asshole it up. We try to be funny. We uh, sometimes get a little fancy with each other because we are a couple <laughs> and we're going on 14 years fancy. this year. That's the nice way of saying that sometimes I want to punch you in the mouth. <laughs> Uh, I like it when you say at the beginning of the podcast, we have no credentials. We don't know what we're talking about. We are not comedians. We're not professionals in any way. No, we're, we're just, just winging it. We just had some, we have equipment and we, we can, we know how to post it. We've been winging it and swinging it and flinging it for uh, over two years now. Jeez. So thanks to anyone and everyone who's listened at any point in time. We appreciate it. But at the same time. Tell your friends to listen as well. Yeah, that'd be great. Grow the podcast like a cyst. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> that made your face hurt. It didn't hurt. It just stopped me like a, <laughs> like a wall just popped up out of nowhere. So, uh, uh, the thing we review stuff. I already did say that. Uh, one thing I want to review before we get to what we're actually here to do this oh. week is... um. I want to talk about uh, someone who's been in the news a lot lately. Uh, I've always thought this person seemed like a piece of shit, but it turns out this person really is a full-on piece of shit. Um, uh, Burt fucking Reynolds. Oh, well, he's dead. I thought you were going to say Burt Yeah, it came out that Burt he was Kreischer. a piece of shit. Yeah, I don't know. Are there any other Burts other than Burt Reynolds and Burt Kreischer? Burt Reynolds, Burt Kreischer, Burt Bacharach. Oh, that's a person. Uh, that's correct. Burton Ernie. Uh it, that's then uh, and Bert and Ernie. I was talking about Burton Ernie earlier. Uh, Burton Ernie. Uh, He's a good guy. B- 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 that's where my Burt's stop. 
I'm out of Bert's. I'm glad that you pulled Bert Bacharach. My grandma's name was Alberta. That is true. <laughs> that is true. That's an old person name you just do not hear anymore. So Marilyn Manson's a piece of shit. I like the guy. Sounds like a real, like he has everything put together. He makes real smart decisions. He really thinks about things. I haven't liked Marilyn Manson ever. I haven't liked ever. him. I've never liked his music. No. I He just is not someone who, I mean, there was like a song at one point that I thought was okay. I can't even remember what it is. I've tried to find it and nothing sounds right. So oh. maybe I just changed my mind. It wasn't the beautiful people. The beautiful people. Uh, no. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're doing a bad job. No, I'm not. Check it out. I'm going to review you, Sam. This you is, suck. Here's my real attempt. To do what? To do the... Ah. <laughs> but do you remember he was on Talking Dead at one point, And he was just a fucking mess. And I remember being like, this guy is just an asshole. I forgot about that. He's just a fucking... He's I can get so arrogant. Much. Yeah, I'm arrogant. Look at me. I'm tall. I could wear women's clothes. I'm so different, even though I've been doing the exact same thing for a while now. So it's not really I'm, different. It's just me. I'm shocking. <laughs> he's not shocking to me at all. What? And it's not shocking that it comes out that he's a piece of shit. I will say this, that he has not gone to court for anything yet. So he is not guilt or innocent until proven guilty. But in my eyes, he's always been a piece of shit, and I am not surprised at all that information comes out like this. Well, based on what I've heard about him being an asshole, whether or not he is an actual rapist and someone who deprives women of sleep and cuts them and rapes them and starves them, if that stuff isn't true, even though it's, you know, it's interesting that multiple women have the same, very similar, uh, you know histories uh based on his music and his personality and his face i don't like him <laughs> yeah you could take all that away and it's still like yeah fuck that dude uh-huh that's pretty much how i feel so uh i'm gonna go ahead and do a short review here on Marilyn manson since he's been in the news and i give him a gigantic f grading f grading yeah he gets an f grade i'm grading him with an f you fail motherfucker I give him an A plus. Specifically because of the stories that have come out recently? Yeah, if it comes out that he didn't hit these women and stuff like this, then he gets an F. But if it's true, an A plus. That was a joke. A joke. <laughs> what was joke? <laughs> I got Italian. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> you want the spicy meatball? Um... What the fuck was I going to say? No, but you just said a meat bell, basically. I hate... Uh, I was going to say something else about Marilyn Manson. Oh, I watched a bunch of videos of him being a prick on stage, too, recently. And there's this video where he... I've seen those in the past. Where he kicks John Five's guitar as he's, like, stomping across the stage. And then John Five throws his guitar on the ground and puts his fists up. Look, I'm going to kick your ass. But Holy he, shit. But the way he throws his fist up, it looks like he's in a cartoon from the 40s. He's literally like... Come on, say. He almost does fisticuffs style where you bend the... Like the fighting Irish. Yes, the fighting Irish, exactly. So I don't know if he was playing it up, hamming it up, because he's also like, this guy's my paycheck. But 
I know nobody stays in the band long with Marilyn Manson. I mean, I'm assuming if they were with Manson, they may have also been doing drugs. That could have been just how a man on drugs looks when he fights or wants to fight. Maybe. He turns into a fighting Irishman and he puts him up, puts him up. John Five's a really good guitarist. Is he an Irishman? Maybe it's he just, could be. I don't know. Maybe it's just in his blood. He wears so much ghoulish makeup, I can't figure out his uh, nationality. As if I'd be able to look at a guy and be like, "He's definitely fighting Irish." I don't remember him wearing makeup. I just remember a lot of metal. John Five. Johnny Five. Oh my god. Well, hey, look, we're both here Ooh. to not be professionals. <laughs> we are not studied in any field technically other than basic uh high school diplomacy hey i have a eight week education of sound engineering and you can hear it in the quality of this podcast i have some that's true i have some college credits (laughs) (laughs) okay so (laughs) i have some college credits (laughs) All right, okay, what are we so, here for, Dracula? It's a Michelle week, and uh, I don't know how popular this is going to be with anyone who listens. I assume this is not going to be in any I, I, that anyone is going to hear that we are reviewing a Radiohead album and that they're going to be excited. But I'm going to say in defense of this that I did choose The Benz, which is the second studio album. Okay. Came out. It was recorded throughout most of 1994. It was released early 1995, and uh, it is not what Radiohead has become. Uh, the f- ne- album after this is OK Computer, and that is the fan favorite. That's on. Yeah, that's the one I've heard of. That yeah, that has Karma Police. That has. Have, I'm a creep. No, that was from their first album. <laughs> Well, that's what Radiohead needs to be. Well, so the thing is that their first album, because of when it came out, it was more grunge. Yeah. And then they started moving a little bit, which this apparently is the start of um, Tom York, the lead singer, moving into less like aggression and anger and stuff and just moving into like i don't know i guess more poetic things but they don't really get electronic on this like they definitely do starting on okay computer and then moving forward Hmm. so for me when i say that i like radiohead this is my favorite radiohead album okay because i prefer I, I'm not a fan of Pablo Honey, which is the first album that came out that has Creep. Uh, that song set a tone for them. There was a lot of pressure with this album to make something, and they decided to go in a little bit different of a direction, and uh, they continued moving on in a different direction even more so after this. But I do like OK Computer. It's it, it's a typical fan favorite. It's on a yeah. lot of best of album lists. But it's not my favorite Radiohead album. So we listen to the Benz. Do you have a period? You stop enjoying Radiohead? Yes, that is So you have a select era of Radiohead you stick with. Correct. Okay. So for me, personally, let me pull up their albums here. My name's Tom York. 
Thom York. So I'm a fan of the Benz. The, so Pablo Honey came out in 1993. Pablo this came out in 95. OK Computer, 97. Kid A, 2000, 2000. Amnesiac, 2001. And Hail to the Thief, 2003. Those are the ones I'm familiar with. So five albums, um, but it does get a little too electronic towards the end for me, but there are still some songs here and there on those albums that I enjoy. Uh, they haven't done a ton of albums since then. Uh, they did one 2007, 2011, and 2016. So there are only really three albums that I'm just completely not You're into out. at all. And I'm not into the first one. So I didn't realize, it turns out, I like more Radiohead albums than I, I don't. Was, I was going to say, you were, you were sitting here, I thought it was going to be the two or three. <laughs> I thought... And you pulled out five that you said you knows. Uh, but I, it's more songs from the last three. The only two that I actually listen to all the way through as a full album are the Benz and OK Computer. Are two and three. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, get started on this album. Like I said, it came out in 1995. There were six singles on this album. There's 12 tracks, so half of the album was released. You have a very skeptical look on your face. Uh, It's just amazing how off I can be for mainstream thought. (laughs) Like six? Really? Uh There was like three on here that I thought could be... I don't know. That I made just sense. I can't stand slow music, so like I, I can't imagine it's a single. So I'm very interested to know which ones are singles, because I have no fucking clue which ones are going to be a single. And I did not recognize any song from this. Should I have? I probably should have. Um, no. Okay. Not necessarily. All right. Uh, the only Radiohead song I really know that I know is, I'm a creep. It's creep. That would be the one. And then other than that... Uh, Karma Police, which I think you are familiar with. Karma Police, arrest this man, he talks in lies. I know. Karma, 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 chameleon. This is what you. Oh, yeah, I know this song. So this is on OK Computer, which is yeah. more popular, and then Paranoid Android, which is a great song. Nerds love Radiohead, right? Like, is Radiohead like a nerdy, yeah, like arty haven? Like everybody I know that like enjoys Radiohead to an extent is real. Like, I don't want to say nerdy. Nerdy's not the right thing. Like they would enjoy Weezer. They would enjoy. Yeah, I mean Beth likes. Radiohead and she's followed on after me. Yeah. And she's not a nerd. Speak for yourself. I am. I'm, a- I am saying I don't <laughs> think she's a nerd. The only thing I have seen. Race that makes no sense. The only now. thing I've ever seen her be a nerd on is rebellion in her teenage years. I know she likes to like she likes to do things, but I don't know that she really nerds out on stuff so much. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know she wears pocket protectors. It's definitely not the case. Let's Dweeb. get into the first track on this album, uh, which I read this evening that it does. It was actually the only song that hadn't been written 
prior to them being in the recording studio for this. This first song, Planet Telex, was being worked as Planet... uh, Oh my God, what's the fucking word? I lost it. It starts with an X. But they couldn't get Xerox. Planet Xerox. Uh, Okay. They couldn't get the Xerox name cleared. So they used Planet Telex, but they were all drinking, I guess. And they were all drunk when they recorded this. They like wrote it and recorded it and came up with it. And I guess Tom York was laying on the floor uh, recording vocals for it. So here is Planet Telex. Track one. Is a Telex another type of copying company? I'm not sure. I don't know what that is. I'll look it up. Since Xerox is a copying machine company. So they're all fucking drunk right now is what you're telling me? Yeah. They've got a problem. So it says the Telex network was a customer-to-customer switched network of teleprinters similar to a telephone network using telegraph... Okay, so it looks like a a fax machine, an early fax machine. Yeah, okay. It was a major method of sending written messages electronically between businesses in the post-World War II period. So, yeah. Early fax. So, how tall is Tom York? 3'7"? You asked me the weirdest fucking questions like I'm supposed to have the answer to this. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't know. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do with these questions. <laughs> You're supposed to say, no, I think he's 3'8". No, I'm not supposed to say anything. According to this, he's 5'5". Five five. So he oh, had, I knew he was tiny. He's not tiny. Oh, he, that's tiny. He and I are the same height. It's tiny for a man. Tiny little man. <laughs> I'm gonna look up the average male height. It's like five nine. <laughs> five five seven. He's two inches off. That's it. The average female height it says here is five two, and I'm five five. So I'm technically not you're, short. You're a taller lady. Barely, but yeah, I'm not short. I'm in the average range. Just a little over. So what's your... uh, How does this first song... I know you don't like slow music, but this song isn't slow. What's your initial thought when you hear this? Obviously, it's not metal. Uh, Really, my initial thoughts... I I tried to listen to this not hating it from like like right off the bat like i wanted to listen to it with an open ear i didn't want to listen to it like does sam like this i want to listen to it like well is it recorded well is it blah 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 and i don't know it just seems most of these recordings seem like they don't have life to me i don't know how to explain it like it's so floaty to me everything like you said this song isn't slow to me, this song, is, like, there's no song on this album that isn't slow to me and doesn't feel like slow and droney. Uh, I guess this is kind of slow, but they just don't have any like high. They've never had like a really yeah. high powered <laughs> rock song. That's just never been the band that they are. Yeah. So, so you're trying. You're never going to get that. When I say rock, I don't mean like metal by no, any I stretch. No, I knew that wasn't going to have it at all. It's but- considered alternative rock or indie rock. But t- for me, I just had a real hard time the whole time paying attention 
the whole time. It's just so... I think it's so based off of Tom York's vocals, and I am not... I've said it a million times. I do not really listen to the voices on things most of the time. I think you really have to want to hear vocal performance and enjoy vocal performance to get into it. And for me, I'm just like... It just doesn't get I don't think that's true. I think most people hear the vocalist. I think you're unusual. I know. I'm saying me. (laughs) I for me, that's why I just get lost. I get like like it doesn't ever I wasn't miserable, I just would like forget music was even happening sometimes. And they'd be like, Oh shit, I'm supposed to be paying attention. So are you saying that this music would inspire you to get thinky? And no. to go off and think about other things, or I mean, in, in not in a way that it's intending to, but I think it's all recorded well. I think it all sounds good. It's just, it's just, it's, I'm having a hard time reviewing it because I don't really remember any of it. Okay, and I listened to it four times. <laughs> Little spoiler there. It's not like I didn't do my due diligence. But this song is still one of the like more uh, energetic ones. I remember that okay. because there's like acoustic songs on this that I really had trouble paying attention. It's not even a misery. I, I, I don't want to come off like I was having a bad time or that I think it's bad. It was just hard for me to immerse myself in. It. I don't know. There have been albums of yours that I've felt like that, <sighs> but I felt like it was because... Like the, I guess it was like too heavy for me, <laughs> yeah. or like it's the exact too repetitive for me. <laughs> yes. But I could do that with death metal too, where it, it's just so the same thing over and over again. I, can just I, just, zone out. I don't get that at all. Like for me personally, I love this album, and I listened to it more than you did, and I yeah, I just don't. I mean, there were obviously some songs that I don't like as much and that I would like. Are you having a heart attack? No, I took too big of a gulp of water. I feel like I stretched my esophagus out. You're drowning inside. Yes. I'm drowning from the inside. Drowning inside sounds like a terrible early 2000s, either band or song title. Probably song title. Uh, Yeah, song title. I'm drowning inside! No, it would be higher pitched than what you were just doing. It'd be screamo, emo. That was my Lickin' Park attempt. (laughs) This is very interesting. Let's move along to the title track, also the sixth and final single, The Bends. What do you think about it, Steve and the Scissors? I hate Steve and the Scissors. <laughs> Give them to me. No! They shouldn't be in here anyway. You already have scissors in this room. They're not good scissors. That's your fault, not mine. Oh, I do like this riff. There are riffs in here that did catch my attention. I like this. It reminds me of R.E.M. I, I actually don't know much r- about R.E.M., though. No, it it's interesting. Because I don't know if it's true, but I, th- I'm, I think I read earlier. I did read earlier that he said that they straight up like ripped off R.E.M. a lot. <laughs> well, I, I I can hear it when I say that because I listen to that R.E.M. podcast with Scott and Scott. And, uh, it's like the, but they, it's the playing style. It's the pl- guitar playing style. It's chords, but like he individually hits the notes. It's a very R.E.M. guitar style. 
And there's another and artist. I do enjoy I, REM. And I can't peg it. Who else they reminded me of a few times? Oasis. No, shouldn't I say Oasis ripped them off more than anything? Yeah, but I don't know. God, there's such a big difference. Do you like between, o- oh, you like okay. Oasis at all? I liked the songs that were popular that came yeah. out, like three songs or so. Uh, I did enjoy this. These, there's some riffs in here that I liked on this song. I enjoy this song very much. I knew this was going to happen. I knew I was going to come into it. Like, I don't really remember it, but then as I'm going to hear it, I'm going to go, oh, yeah, this, 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 and this. That helps. Yeah, for sure. And if it's something you don't know, know, that you haven't known for years. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to pick up on me sounding like a fucking three-year-old. No, no, mommy. I think this song sounds so 90s. Not that oh, the, uh, yeah. the rest of the album doesn't, but even this kind of breakdown. Oh, it's not happening. Wait, yeah, it is. I'm stupid. This little bridge. Doesn't Tom York have like a weird half-open eye? I don't know. For some reason, I think he's, mind, he's definitely a weird-looking guy. <laughs> yeah, for, for some reason, in my mind, Tom York is like a gangly, ghoulish man. He is. <laughs> he is. He's thin. He has gross teeth. Oh, at this, at this time, his hair was that, like, it was blonde, but it was just that, like... like stringy, bowl-cut-looking really, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Just like that, you know, British kid in the early 90s. Yeah. I don't care about anything. I wear sweaters and Sort of a slacks. Beatles look <laughs> in the hair, but, like, I haven't washed it in a while. Yeah. yeah. The Strokes. Yeah, unwashed <laughs> hair, for sure. Uh, Tom York, this is another guy that, kudos to him on being like, this is how I sound. Because if this is how my voice sounded, I have a very hard time with being like, this is what I do. And I love it when people know that Lean their voice. Into it. Yes. Like, even if I don't enjoy it, like, necessarily, for any artist, yeah. I love it that they're like, fuck you, it's, what, it's how I sing. I don't necessarily think he has a great voice, but I think he's a really good singer. I think he's able to hit notes like a motherfucker. I think he's able to go between falsetto and non-falsetto, whatever the opposite of falsetto is, very well. Your regular, regular voice. voice. He seems to be able to jump that gap He can also well. belt as well. He's not like, you know, is he? I don't know. I'm asking you. I'm not saying that in a condescending way. He sometimes does, yeah. I don't know if he has the mic just so loud and he's just so quiet. He's a very... Very low room. He's a very emotional singer. He dances very oddly. Does he? Oh, yeah. It's like... Is it weirder than Scott Weiland? It's like Scott Weiland on crack. (laughs) Scott Weiland was on crack. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah, but he had... He was on heroin, so he had a more drawn-out... He died from a cocaine overdose. Uh, I thought he had multiple drugs in his system. Daddy, I just remember cocaine. I'm sure. Oh, maybe he was doing, what do they call that, speedballs or whatever? I don't remember, but I'm just saying he was more like flowy in his movement and stuff where Tom York is like... More neurotic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks like someone who had just been released from a state hospital that day. <laughs> Isn't he married to somebody popular? Gwyneth Paltrow or something like that? No. That's or that's the dude from Maroon 5 or something. Nope. That's Chris Martin from Coldplay. And okay. that, that's been, they've been broken up for a long time. Coldplay? Or Coldplay, yes. They're broken up? No. Or Gwyneth P. 
Gwenny P is in. And Chris Marti. And Chris Marti. <laughs> I'll lean into your stupid shit. Do you know what Tom York asked me to call him? Just say it, because I'm not fucking playing. Tom, the city that never sleeps. <laughs> Tom Peppermint Patty. Damn it, that's what I should have gone with. <laughs> that was a lot. But you were really proud of yourself, and I shouldn't want to break you. You should. But I can't play along. <laughs> it's painful. Part of my joy is that you don't play along. Part of the joy is seeing me just die a little yes, inside. Yes. I feel like, why is this happening? <laughs> yes. Okay, let's move along to the next song. It is cool. the second single, High and Dry. You might have already said, were the first song was the first single? That we listened to? No, the first song was technically the side B on this. Oh. Oh, yeah, this is the softer acoustic song now. And then the Benz. The last song was the last single. But this is single number two. Two jumps in a week. Bet you think that's pretty clever. Don't you boy. Does Tommy York play guitar at all? Like is he a songwriter or is he just a vocalist? I can't remember. I was trying to remember the creep music video and I couldn't remember if he had a guitar on or not. I think I he does. I did no research about. Uh, I, I didn't really either. So the fact that you always ask to. me all these questions, like I'm supposed to know, I don't know. I'm sorry. I think so. So you said you think Tom York has a good voice. Uh, no, I no, didn't. No, but you said you enjoy it. No. Fuck did you say that? I said he doesn't technically have a good voice, but he's a you good hit singer. Notes like a motherfucker. He's a good singer. Uh What do you think about the rest of the guys? Are you ever like listen to those drum fiddles? <laughs> or is it just kinda like background? A lot for me because there's not a ton of drum action no. and stuff, so for me, it's more guitar and vocal. Definitely vocals are the number one. No, the number, vocals are always number one for me, though. I always am listening to what someone's saying. That seems like it's the most important thing, usually. I mean, I literally have no idea one word he says on this entire album. <laughs> That's your fault, not mine. That has nothing to do with... I prefer it this way. Means you just don't... You're literally not listening. I am listening. I'm literally... Sub- I can't figure it out. And then I'm too busy listening to the drums. Yes, I'm giving the drummer not, his due. Yeah, you're not listening. You're I not actually listening. listening. I'm listening to what I like. You're not listening to the drums. I, Take that. I hear the drums and I listen to them sometime. Yes, sometimes. But that's because I know, Jeez, already know what's being said. I'm really seriously want to punch you in the fucking mouth right now. I'm not even kidding. You're not even letting me talk. I'm fucking around. You're being annoying. I apologize for being annoying. And I do not apologize for letting you know. (laughs) You you Adam to me. 
No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You said I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> I said in the mouth. But yeah, I did. Because I couldn't. I didn't feel like anything that I said was getting through. You're just being a shit. Could you... And you're 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 saying the opposite of everything I'm saying back at me, essentially. And it's annoying. You're like a child, and you have this shit smirk on your face like a kid. And I did not marry a child, nor did I want to have kids. So if I need to divorce you because I'm married to a child... Because I made fun of... No, it's just how you are. You drive me crazy sometimes. Well, here, I made you a paper craft. Out of the scissors I wish that you had given me. What are they called? Steven Steven the scissors. scissors. And he would also like to apologize. I want to. You make me want to break the scissors, and it's not the scissors' fault. Don't break the scissors. Was I feel like I might have heard this song before because I recognize that. It's possible it was a single. I wonder if it was on like. I a, knew the song. I wonder if it was on like a. Uh... Radiohead seems like it could have been. Like a indie movie could have. Taking a Radiohead song. Or Indie Rock. In there. Yeah. Maybe like a do- movie like Donnie Darko. Not necessarily Donnie Darko, but I can see a movie like that taking some Radiohead and shoving it in there somewhere. Or a romance movie, maybe. I'd like say a almost, teenage romance movie. I'd say more like an early 2000s Joseph Gordon-Levitt type movie or something. I don't really know Halloween what... H2O. Definitely not. I don't know what they've done soundtrack wise i don't know if because they're such artists in their own whatever world that they don't uh they might not necessarily want to sign off on that i don't know how yeah how much they go into like the commercial side of things because i don't know that i've ever heard a song of theirs in anything I'm not sure either. Like, I can't... We're going to find out, though. Are you going to look into that? Eventually. Well, uh, yeah, I enjoy that song. I know that it's more on the... You could, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it droney, because to me, I don't consider that a droney song. It's just... It's more of a ballad, and it's more... It's just it's it's very Radiohead. Like I understand if you don't if you're not into it, then you're not going to be into Radiohead because it's it's just a sound that they've definitely clung to a lot. Is just being more. Uh, I don't need notifications on my phone about the big game. Which the once you guys game. hear this, this it'll it'll already be over. You didn't realize the Super Bowl was happening this weekend? Huh? No. Okay. No idea. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't realize that either. I knew it was the coming up sometime. Game. Yeah, I just got the weather channel just gave me a notification about the big game on Sunday. And that's not necessary in my world. Um, but I'm gonna move on to the next song, which is another single, of course, because there are so many. This is the next track and the next single, single number three, fake plastic trees. Fake plastic trees. There we go. I'm gonna try to do a Tom York right now. I can. I have, do not have that skill set. 
He has I, such a clean, clear voice. I do not have that skill set at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he has a bad voice. Sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes I don't like what he does at all. But it's just him being like rough. When he's, I think he has a very pleasant voice. In songs like this. Do you remember this song from being on a TV show by chance? There is one thing that I remember that this has been on the TV show. I have a clip. I'll play it after this. So you knew. Not a movie or anything, but it's a different situation. They've they've been on all sorts of stuff. They have? Yeah, it's too many to even list. Really? Yeah. So they There's have shows no movies, problem yeah, signing stuff away. Tommy York needs that money. Actually, no, that's true. Now that you, you say that... There was a big important scene near the end. It wasn't the last episode, but it was near the end of the series of Six Feet Under. It was a very uh-huh. pivotal moment where the older brother, Narm, he uh, he has a stroke. <laughs> no, he, he says something about his arm is numb, and then he, he's just like, Narm! <laughs> and then he has like a stroke, and then he ends up dying. And they, <laughs> and they have like a scene after he dies, and they use a Radiohead song. I forgot about that. I just remembered a show that Radiohead made an appearance on. South Park. That's right. Scott Tenorman episode. Oh my, that's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. That's, that's a classic. Like one, I'd oh, say one of their best. Cry baby. <laughs> Were they, was that really them though? Maybe I don't I know. I couldn't remember. I feel like it I may. I think it was. I think it. Hey, hey, person with a phone, will you look that up instead of taking a drink? <laughs> you can still take a drink. Nope. No, this is way more important. We didn't. You just have it up. What they were? Oh wait, they didn't use their music on it. Yeah, they they did the it voices. Was, um, it was them. Okay, the I got to make though. a confession. I did see the beer on the episode on my phone. <laughs> what? Pretended like I was like, oh, I remember they were on an episode of South Park. I saw a picture and it... Well, you could have just fucking said it. Well, okay, here's how I put it together. I saw a picture and didn't realize what it meant. I didn't see anything that said like, Radiohead on South Park. I just saw a picture of South Park when I was looking up for Radiohead stuff. And then I clicked on an article about other stuff, which South Park was not in that. And then I think my brain went, Radiohead was in the Scott Tenderman episode, They Sam. definitely were, because that was Scott Tenderman's favorite band. Yeah. And then I called him a crybaby, because he was crying about his dead parents. <laughs> Being within his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the best and craziest episodes. I love it. Yes, your tears are delicious. That was fucked up. So is there, do you like this whole album, like, front to back? I do. I don't like, there are a couple songs that I'm not a fan of, but yeah. Like, I like this song. I'm a fan of this song. Would you consider this college radio a little bit? Yeah, indie rock. That's essentially the same. I always had this idea of what college rock was supposed to be when I was growing up, and then when I heard what it was, I was like, oh, that's not what I thought it was. Yeah, it's like indie singer, songwriter, thinky, growing. 
Maybe she's just Tight talking music. about cheeseburgers. <laughs> Gaining weight in college. I don't think you had to be in college to be into that kind of music. No, I, I think it was just considered it like radio. these. Listen, to, look at these people thinking they're intellectuals listening to Radiohead. I think it's more just by association because they were fucking nerdier. They do feel like an intellectuals band. Like it does have, I don't want to say an air of snootiness necessarily. It just has like an air of, uh, I don't know, like people that read books will listen to Radiohead. How dare they? <laughs> so I read books. And I don't listen to radio. <laughs> well, let's listen to... Uh, it's less than two minutes. I'm going to play this clip. It's of a show. It's not South Park. Because I forgot about that as well. Um, this is what I thought of when I thought of uh, Radiohead on a TV show. I, I'm using the Wi-Fi, and it's going slower. I'm not a fan. Wi-Fi? Oh. Beavis and Butthead. I remember this video. I like to mellow out to this song. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a little mellow. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes if I have a boner that won't go down, I listen to this kind of music. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, where'd my fucking humor come from? In my dislike of mellow music. Yeah, that looks like that dude. Uh... He was on TV, and then they made a cartoon out of him. I don't know what he's talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah. He's got that shirt, and then his hair is like all in a point on the top of his head. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? I don't know what they're hey, talking about uh, either. Yeah. What is his name? Oh, damn it! One second. He's um. Yeah, he's like always going. I must say. Uh. Yeah, and then he's like always saying he's gonna be on Wheel of Fortune, and he's like all into Pat Sajak. Wiggly, Megly. No, no, damn it! What's his name? Damn it! This guy looks just like him. Damn it! I'm forgetting everything. I can't remember anything anymore. He put it. Um, try smacking me just once. Uh, sure. <laughs> just once. Ed Grimley. Yeah, there's uh, Tom York's weird oh, yeah, half-closed eye. Both eyes are often, squinty. Yeah, they're both squinty, but that one is... You hit me? <laughs> yeah. He's very British-looking. <laughs> he is. <laughs> bunghole? Don't ever hit me again. <laughs> I miss bunghole. I still say bunghole. It's fun. It's We're bringing back bunghole in 2021, Let everyone, everyone. let's bring back bunghole. <laughs> bring back bunghole. Bring back... Bring back, please bring back my bunghole to me, to me. Bring back, bring back, please bring back my butthole to me. You said butthole. Bunghole. Oops, I did. Bunghole. Because I'm used to uh, butthole. I use butthole all the time. I'm used to butthole. But I don't say bunghole. It, uh, it, It gets sticky in the back of my throat when I say bunghole. Let's listen to the next song called Bones. Lay it on me, Tommy Yorks. Tommy York likes me to call him Tom Tom Club. Yeah. Maybe they are named after a fucking Talking Head song. I know that about Radiohead. Yeah, I forgot about it's that. It's about Steven Tobolowski. I 
forgot all about that. <laughs> Mr. Tobo himself. I recognize this bass line, too. And this bass line seems like it should have been in Kingpin soundtrack or Me, Myself, and Irene. I, that makes sense, but this wasn't even a single. Really? I just, that bass line is like... It's very full 90s. Full out 90s to the mm-hmm. max. And REM, but they said... God, the more that... Yeah, I forgot that. This <laughs> this has such an REM vibe, yeah. and I never realized that. The REM... The more REM songs are the ones that I can like... Hey, because I like this bass line. It is in a key that I would never write anything, but I wish I could. Like, and not feel lame. So it's my own fucking hangout. But yeah. I really like that bass line. It sounds good. This has more aggression. It does. Look at that distortion guitar, distorted guitar, not distortion guitar. And he definitely, as you had mentioned earlier, he slips into that falsetto quite a bit. He does. I think he slips into it quite well. Yeah. So when you try to do this, there's that weird bridge where you're like, totally just be like, "Ah." now your voice just breaks. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. But he also has a fine, like lower Uh, voice as well. Prozac painkillers. It's too low for me. Do you know any of the other band members' names? No, I don't. <laughs> it's just everyone is known as Tom York. Yeah, and I'm sure that that's pretty disrespectful. For them, it looks like uh, they've been like the same. I assume they're just the same band. I think they feel so. like they've been. I mean, I know absolutely nothing about this, but they seem like a band who musically moves to whatever they want to do. It, bands like that usually stick together. They have. They have someone who, for the last ten years. Or you know, whenever they play, named Clive Deemer, that hel- he helps with drums and percussion. Other than that, it's Tom York, who's vocals, guitar, piano, and keyboards. Okay, so he is a songwriter. Oh, for sure, he can do. I mean, yeah. he do- he has done solo stuff on his own. Oh, he has. Yes. Was it just called Tom York? Yeah. Or is it called Tommy and the Tom? <laughs> God damn you! <laughs> It's not even a good. <laughs> it's like the simplest, cheesiest. It's not even dad humor. It's like child humor. It is. Dad and you're, and you're not even saying like a joke or anything. You're literally just giving me a baby version of the word. And I hate baby talk. Once again. <laughs> you want to hit me in the tum tum? <laughs> it enrages me. Unless I'm talking to a cat or a dog, baby talk to humans enrages me. Do not baby talk me. Or yeah, I, I don't baby talk babies. She doesn't like the words chalky milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. Steppies? You haven't done that in a long time, but you always used to be like, up the steppies? And I've always just fucking glared at you. And just fume. I shoot. Oh, I yeah. It, it, it makes Those me Those fumes make me mad. warm. I don't know why you enjoy <laughs> pissing me off and irritating me. What is that? 
because those are un- unreasonably piss you off. Like, like I'm a goddamn it's adult. It's not Don't like talk I'm doing like anything like bad or disrespectful. I'm just saying words. No, in yeah, dumb you ways. are. No, you're and talking to me like a fucking off. idiot. And, and you want and you you ask me questions or you say it in a way that you want me to respond is what it is. You're specifically doing it to get a reaction out of me. So because you're stooping that low to me, my reaction is anger. And that is not my fault, ladies and gentlemen, probably mostly gentlemen, except for Anne Marie. You may be the only lady who listens, man. And I do not like chalky milk. We're. We're going to listen to one more song. Oh, really? And then we're going to take a break. You're going to murder me? The song, the title is parenthetical. So I wonder if that means that the song is technically untitled. But the, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It's called Nice Dream. Also, not a single. And this is, this is definitely more in the floaty category. For sure. This is a slow song. This part sounds like a dream theater. Really? Yes. Not now. Not this section right there. But that very first part was a very dream theater-like sound. And I remember the other band that I hear sometimes very lightly in this. And it's when they're in their, like, lightest moments. Yeah. It is a band that you fucking loved. Go on. They're called Genesis. Oh, I thought you were being honest. No. But once again, you're a lying son of a bitch. No, honestly, though, there are times where the, like, artsy, floaty parts are very artsy, floaty Genesis. And I'm not shocked Genesis is British or English band. English. I'm sure Genesis was way bigger over there than it was here. Especially that era of Genesis. That's interesting because I did earlier I was looking at covers out of curiosity. Yeah. And there is a cover that I was going to not play but now I feel like maybe I should. They did a Genesis cover, didn't they? No, Peter Gabriel covered a Radiohead song. And it sounds really weirdo. (laughs) Really Peter Gabriel? Yeah, just like even more out there. So I guess I will play it at Super the end. Super avant-garde? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Is it a cover from this album? Yeah. Have we listened to it already? No, it's the last song. Okay, so we'll So I'll have to play it, it at okay. the end. All right. So, so far, I've nailed that they basically said they were ripping off R.E.M. And then I brought up Genesis and Peter Gabriel is involved slightly. Yeah, he must be a fan. I think they're fans. There's and it's never in the grungier parts. It's never in the all more alternative parts. It's always in the like, like they get into mystical sounds. Like very lightly every once in a while, and that's the Genesis I hear. And this just sounds like I was shocked by this guitar line. It seems so bluesy, and I was just like, whoa. There are a few times in songs where there's slower songs that all of a sudden, like three quarters in or near the end, they kick the fuck up and will, like now. Yeah, I I like this kicking up 
But then it does drop back down before the song ends. But yeah, stuff like this that can, where it does get a little heavier kind of comes out of nowhere, it seems. Or they actually let something build to be big and let the emotions kind of get big and then subside and end in a more like peaceful manner. Not always. Sometimes they end big, but it definitely feels like it's very <clears throat> emotionally driven. It's more feelings. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. wind sounds in the background. Can you Hello, I'm Tom York. Can you try doing that without trying to be goofy? No. <laughs> like Tom York. Tom York. I can't with like, looking at you. Just do it for real. You sing in front of me. Tom York. That was good. There was nothing wrong with that. You have a nice tone. Tom. I'm Tom. Tom York. Yeah, you actually don't like... You You just... Well, now you're being ridiculous because you're making yourself sound like a weak little boy. I'm Sam. You poop your pants. Your pants. Nice, Sam. Nice, Sam. All right, so we're going to listen to... It's actually a bonus track from an album to take us out to break. It's okay. a cover All right. from a band that we very recently did. Okay. <laughs> so it's Corey Feldman. Core, core one. He is not a band. So it's Corn. No. All right, so it's not John John one. <sighs> we are going to listen to a cover of The Bins by the band Anthrax. Oh, no fucking way. Does it say what this was from? It's, it's, a, bonus, like it's a bonus track. Let me see what album. Uh, it's the Ace Studio album, Volume 8, The Thread is Real from 1998. So it was only... 1998? Yeah. It was only a handful so, of years after that. I think that was the second singer. Yeah, it does sound different. I'm not as much of a fan of the voice. Not a fan of the the voice doesn't really work, but what doesn't really work for me is the kick drum. It all sounds kind of messy. Yeah, a little bit too, but the tone, it's still a metal fucking kick drum. Maybe that's part of what sounds messy to me. Like it just doesn't sound tight. Like it's like half of the song sounds produced. I don't know. Some of it just sounds... A lot of it sounds just kind of rough still. Yeah. Well, if it's a bonus track on a thing, they weren't like... Throw all the production value at it. Definitely Send it to the mixing guy. They definitely did make it sound a little more punk, but it still sounds pretty close to the original. Just like yeah. the drums are heavier. Yeah. I, yeah. The drums are... He's still playing like a metal dude. Uh-huh. Well, we'll be back. Yeah. This week's episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... 
Here at Humple Dink and Thruster Penis Law, we understand what it means to get meld. We specialize in fighting for every man dealing with extramarital affairs. Whether you found text messages in your significant other's phone, pubic hair on your mattress, or you came home from a long day at work to find Mel banging your wife, we're on your side. Don't let extramarital affairs get in the way of your relationship. Call Humple Dink and Thruster Penis Law to hit Mel where it really hurts, directly through the wallet and in the baloney pony. Fuck you, Mel. And now it's time for a very special Couple of Critics podcast presentation. Emotional teenage Jesus. Jesus! What? Have you cleaned up your room yet? Dad, damn it! I have it! Get off my back! Dad! Jesus! Jesus! What? Did you walk the dog? Yeah! Are you sure? Okay, no, I did it! Oh, Jesus! God! Jesus! What? Jesus, come in here right now! No! I said right now! Have you been stealing my water, then turning it into wine and drinking it? No. Jesus, are you lying to me? Okay, yeah, I did it, okay? Oh, Jesus, Jesus. How long has this been going on? Do you have a problem? Uh, Come on. Yeah, Dad, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, It's been going on for years. No, no, please. It's all right, son, we can get you help. Dad, Dad, quick. What? What? I accidentally hit somebody with my car. I was drunk. I'm drunk. I think he's dead. Okay, where's the body? He's in the back of the car. All right, all right. Okay, you fucked up real big here, kid. But you done good by getting the body in the car. What? You go get him in the house. I'm going to cut him up into tiny little pieces. You're going to pack a bag, and we got to get you the fuck out of here, kid. What? You're going to cut him up? Yes. Where am I going to go? Shut that music up. We're in a crisis here, my God. My me. Oh. Where, where am I going to go? I don't know. Get yourself together. Come on, man. Come on, go get the body. Go get the body. Oh, God. But you're God. Can't you just make it all go away? I'm not really God. Turn the reverb off. What? I'm just a guy named Larry who found you. I've been taking care of you. It's a weird situation, but we don't have time to explain. Go get the body. Come on, man. Emotional teenage Jesus. She lives with a broken man. He doesn't sound anything like he used to. That's Tom York? No. Oh. This guy... Well, there he sounded like he was barely breathing, that's for sure. Barely breathing. Barely breathing. Duncan Sheik. That's the Duncan Sheik. That's who this is. He's doing a cover of Fake Plastic Trees. Wait, is that the guy's name is Duncan Sheik? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Sounds nothing like nothing like. But yeah, it doesn't sound anything like barely breathing, man. I'm barely breathing, and I can't find yet. Granted, it was probably like 20 years prior, but very different. Very different, but welcome back, everyone, to Couple of Critics Podcast. We are reviewing Duncan Sheik, The Benz by Radiohead. Have you ever had The Benz, Sam? No, I've never gone diving. That's true. Never got the bends. Yeah. I don't want to go diving. The ocean scares the unholy living fuck out of me. I think the fact that you can get the bends is terrifying. Yeah. And for those of you Nothing. who don't know, it's basically a bad reaction to being coming back to like a proper pressure too fast. Yeah, and you get like oxygen bubbles in your blood. Yeah, you can die <laughs> yeah. from the bends. It fucks you up. <laughs> Nothing to me is worth diving into the sea. It says it's just completely terrifying to me. The Benz is also known as decompression sickness. Ooh, you got the decompression sickness. So it's when dissolved gases, mainly nitrogen, come out of solution in the bloodstream, forming gas bubbles in the circulation. Yeah, not good. Caused by rapid changes in pressure during scuba diving. But it's not just scuba diving. It's like it's also the people who. Like when James Cameron went down to see the Titanic and stuff. Yeah. It's all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, bad. No, Horrifying. no ocean stuff. Don't do that. Horrifying. Horrible. <laughs> so, I think, yeah. I think I'm more scared of the ocean than I am of space. Like, if you're like Sam, you have to do one of these things. You have to either go to the bottom of the ocean or you have to go to space. I'm choosing space by a million miles. Like, I can get... My, I can make my heart beat faster thinking of the ocean. They're, I think they're both really terrifying. Yes, but I yes. think that the different, the difference about space, because they're both freezing. Yeah, they're both considered the unknown. They're yeah. both very dark. Yeah. Um, and you would need oxygen for both. Yeah, one you cannot breathe in either. But one you can be eaten in, and the other you cannot. Yeah. I mean, that we know of. It's not happened yet. So I think I might agree with you. Yeah. Because there aren't monsters in space I that we've met. I'm out right now. Just thinking about... I hate the fucking ocean, about man. ocean monsters. Jaws fucked me up. It's all because of that movie. Really? It's all back... Th- I used to swim in a public pool, and they would have black stripes on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I remember and that. And that would make me think Jaws was in the fucking public pool. God, what a pussy. Yes. There's been times... I could be in a bathtub and freak myself out just being in water. It hasn't happened in many, many, many years, but I, there was one point I could. I never had a fear of the ocean until I got with you. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> and it's because, and it's true, and it's because I never thought about it deeper than, like, yeah, you can go swimming in the ocean and, like, yeah, there's stuff, but I guess I just never really thought about it. And the more that I've, you know, just educated myself over the years, uh, and just knowing how how little of the earth that we actually occupy compared to them and they most likely have way more no higher numbers than we do that exist 
Yeah. I mean, there. I saw something recently. I think it was a fish or like an eel or jellyfish. It was something uh, that they thought had been extinct for like thousands and thousands and thousands of years and then saw it randomly so the shit like that the, the fact that out. the fact that stuff like or that it can just hang out so deep and that just for whatever reason like it finds yeah. a steady food source or something down there for yeah. so long that it doesn't have to come up no so the it's got thermal vents down there baby so even if there are tribes that are i don't know would you call them uncivilized like people who are not in society we at least know that they exist and we know where they're located and what islands they're on. We just don't go there. Well, most don't go there. Most don't. <laughs> but as far as the ocean goes, there's just such a vast amount of the unknown happening that I I do over the... I mean, yeah, it's It's fucking terrifying. And it's not even... Like, you would you would hope that it would just be some giant fish that just ate you like immediately and then you just like didn't i think more of like like more things that are my size not something that's giant that's just gonna gulp me up like something that's gonna rip me to fucking shreds and like electrocute me (laughs) and uh you know shock me paralyze me so i won't be able to move or do anything and then like except die on the ocean floor horrifying fucking horrifying and in space we get to float around yeah you just get to float out into nothingness yeah. until you freeze to death oh uh, well or, or run out of oxygen i'm also thinking if everything goes to death is first. perfect and you're fine i think it'd be way more fun to be in space as well than at the bottom of the ocean the bottom of the bottom of the ocean you're like yeah that's cool there's a fish well i guess i was thinking of how do i want to die well i that was but now i'm also saying and i think it'd be more fun in space and space could be like Check it out. I can do flips. Whee! I think so. I think so. Because, for example, the idea of being in one of those like, floating hotels or Fuck that. or a boat with a glass floor or even, honestly, it, it doesn't scare me, but it makes me nervous and anxious to walk like under... An aquarium or something like something yeah. that's big like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I get really nervous in those places, but I, I like it. But I still get like, yeah, very tense. <laughs> because it, it, it and is... they always darken it, and they always make it deep blue, so it feels like you're more under it. Isn't it weird though <laughs> that they rule the earth? Yeah, and we're just like, yeah, haha. But we've got ones that are smaller than us in tanks. <laughs> Uh, yeah sometimes bigger ones but usually just smaller ones where it's like we got you fish and it's like no no not necessarily because a lot of things you don't know about my people aquarium well according to evolution and science a lot of things came from the ocean and adapted and grew feet and uh grew lungs and whatever 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 you believe so we're talking about radio (laughs) We're also talking about science, which is nerdy stuff. Science! But we will get back into this album. That does seem appropriate. Even I can't though... think about the ocean anymore. <laughs> I've got to stop. Well, we were stopping until you brought it up again. I was trying to get back into the album. I just didn't want to. I wanted to explain why I was like, Radiohead. Everyone knows that you're chicken shit. Yes, when it comes to ocean, absolutely. Fuck that shit. 
Okay, well, let's just get back into this album with a song that was the fourth single, which I think that only leaves us, yeah, it leaves us with one, one more single. No, that's a lie. Two more, Two more right? singles after this. So here is the song Just. Total 90s. Very Riff 90s. Right there. Love it. Personally. There's some guitar work that I really enjoy on the song. You remembered it. That's the Genesis. Oh, well, I wasn't talking about that part anyway, but yeah, I'm just surprised yes. that you remembered it. Right here. I think this song's got some very interesting note choices in it. By what? Everyone. Guitar has some interesting note choices in it. What does that mean? I don't know what that means, I guess. Not uh, not standard. Like, like, there's parts where they're going with a minor sound, and then there's parts where they're doing that like major. It's like totally in a major scale, but... Tom York's doing a minor singing style. That makes sense. It's just very, it's blended in a very odd way. Like right here is major. That makes sense. It sounds happy, okay, but it's on true. a minor scale. Which a minor scale is nothing but a major scale drop three semitones. So uh, still, it has a very noticeably different sound, especially yeah. if anyone feels like going down a YouTube rabbit hole listening to songs that are usually happy and minor or listening to songs that are lower like grunge especially that's tuned into major yeah very different very noticeably different very strange but it it works so well because relative what the fuck was that car that just drove by I think the Ghostbusters vehicle just drove by it was wild. Sorry, it was very strange. I'm like six lights on top of it. I didn't see it. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse. Yeah, this whole song has a Genesis vibe to me. I don't get that at all. Not this part. This part has that straight up 90s grunge tone. Especially to that. It. Like garbage. Sounds like a little bit garbage guitar tone to me. Uh, Bush guitar tone. You'd know better than I would. I'm trying to think of bands that just had that same aesthetic when it came to guitar grunge distortion sounds. Like, it doesn't sound like Nirvana grunge to me. It doesn't sound like. It said technically post grunge. So I don't really know what, what falls into. I'd like to see, though, actually, what other bands fall into post-grunge. I'm guessing, like, Bush, Garbage, I already said those two. Well, it said post-grunge stylistic origins are grunge, hard rock, and alternative rock. So, early to mid-90s. Oh. Oh? Did you have a breakthrough on the... Well, I see what they say, and then I see what is put in front of me, which you did say Bush, but they also give live 
Foo Fighters. Okay. Puddle of Mud. What? Stained. Which what? I do not agree. No. Nickelback. No. Theory of a Dead Man. Don't know. Default. Don't know. Creed. No. Matchbox 20. Uh, a little bit. Out of all those, the Matchbox 20 was, you know, besides Bush. But no, like, Nickelback? The fuck are you talking about? That's not the same thing at all. Nickelback, uh, Stained? Stained no. doesn't fit in there at all. No, not at all. And I don't know what theory of a dead man is. I don't either. I have, I've heard that name. I've heard of them. I but just don't know anything about them mm-mm. or what songs they've been, uh, written and recorded and given to the public. Yeah, I don't seem to, from what I'm kind of briefly saying, I'm I'm not familiar. Sorry, Theory. We don't like you. <laughs> Sorry, Theory? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, post-grunge. Interesting. Uh, let's move on to the next track, because we do have a handful of tracks left. This is the first single, surprisingly. Uh, so that leaves us with one left now, but here is my iron lung. That guitar riff sounded very familiar to me as well. There's a lot of times in this where it's like, yeah, it just sounds familiar, but I don't know if it's just that super 90s sound. For some reason, there's a lot of songs in here I can put in Fairly Brothers movies. Okay. It's just got a certain tone to it. Tone. Trying to see if I can find anything, but no. I wonder if Tom York was like really picked on. He seems like he was a little. It says this and an acoustic version of Fake Plastic Trees were featured in Clueless. Ah! Oh, yeah, so they do not give a fuck about selling music to things if they sold it to Clueless. I guess. They were like, is Alicia Silverstone in it? If she's not, then no. If she is, then my next question is, is Paul Rudd in it? That was before they knew what Alicia Silverstone would do as a mom. What did she do as a mom? She would chew up uh, her kids' food for them and spit it in their mouth like a bird. What? You didn't know about this? She Mm. talked about it on on TV. What? Mm Mm-hmm. She was baby birding her fucking kids? Yep. What the hell? She's very, like, hippie, holistic, holistic, and all that stuff. Vegan. Uh, go jump off of a bridge with a bungee cord on. That's connected to your belly button ring, which would never work. Yeah, what was that about? No, I don't know if that's actually... Is that just, like, happened, Mandela affected into your head? <laughs> I don't know, but I do like this part a lot, because it's another version of where they just kick it up out of nowhere in a song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This reminds me of a... Uh, this is very grunge. Yeah. Who's that band that did that song? Uh, woohoo! Blur. Blur. It sounds like Blur to me. Blur, I would fit in that same... Okay, that makes sense. In that thing we were saying earlier, that Creed does not fit into. <laughs> or Nickelback. Because Nickelback... Well, I don't know. I don't hear... But maybe someone else would make that connection. Yeah, it's all fucking relative to you, you know? Mm-hmm. 
One person hears a thing and says it sounds like Genesis. The other one says, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Happens. But if you ever pull Genesis out, yeah, most of the time I'm going to say I don't know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> you're also more familiar with that album than I am. Oh, yeah. When I think of Genesis, I don't get him out by Friday. Like, I have to search for that after everything else. Get him out by Friday. It'll get paid to the last one's world. I also don't have the breath control that he does. Seems like he can really... This is very distorted. Hold on to his breath. Yeah. So. Dripping with 90s. When, what year did this album come out? Come out? Came out? 95. Early 95. Recorded throughout 94. 94? Okay. <laughs> right in our wheelhouse, of course. <laughs> Hey, my next selection is breaking the fucking trend of that one. It was recorded. It was released in 2021. It just came out. No, <laughs> that was completely. What could live. that be? <laughs> what has even come out in the last month? Essentially, I don't know. <clears throat> I know the new Green Jello album comes out this year, but I have nothing to do with. <laughs> Except my picture is going to be on something, huh? I think. Didn't you have something to do with one song? I made a bunch of versions of one song that didn't end up uh. becoming that version. Who knows? Maybe I'd steer them in that direction. I don't know. I know I'm not getting any writing credits or anything like that. and I didn't have to sign anything, so... I definitely think that when that song uh, kicks it up and gets heavy, I think it's the, probably the heaviest on the album. Ah, uh, yeah, I would agree. I would totally agree. Oliver also agrees. What's up, dude? Jeez, that was a loud one. I don't even see you. Oh, God, he's on the ceiling. <laughs> I, I even looked up for a second <laughs> like a did. fucking idiot. I thought you were just essay, yes, ending the bit. But you actually... No, I'm just stupid sometimes. <laughs> Well, I was thinking I haven't seen him anywhere else, and that's the only place I haven't looked. Where are you, Oliver? That was a, oh, oh, there he is. He was behind, behind the, the green c- screen. Okay. <laughs> Hello, kitty. That <laughs> son of a bitch. Ridiculous. Okay. That's let's, my hiding spot. Let's move on to the next song, Bulletproof, dot, dot, dot. Also, ellipses, I wish I was. Meatball menu. Huh? You heard of a meatball menu? No. There's phrases for, like, you know, when you go to websites now, especially on your mobile phone, they'll either have, like, three dots in the corner, or it's three slashes, or three lines, and that's what you press to get the menu? Yes. They call those things, like, hamburger menu, uh, meatball menu. Whatever the symbol is, that's what it is called. But it's just a circle, so of all things to come up with, meatballs. Meatball, and then the three slashes that are just like on top of each other, that's a hamburger menu. Is it because three meatballs are like standard for a spaghetti? I I don't know. I'm not sure why they did it. It's interesting that right after what I would consider the heaviest, most distorted, grungiest thing on the album... 
comes followed up by the slowest, what I would consider droniest song. This is a song that is skippable for me. This is definitely a Sam Forgets Music Is Even Happening kind of song. That makes sense during this. It's just yeah. when you said that in the beginning, it made me think that that was the case for the whole album. And I was just like, how is that even possible? Because there are parts during the album where shit does get interesting and is changed up. So it's more on songs like this. And <laughs> Yeah, this makes sense. And this also seems like... Is he singing something like really creepy and really morbid? I don't know what he's saying, but like, you could be talking about John Wayne Gacy right now. I don't <laughs> well, and I don't know the lyrics to this song well at all. What does he write about in general? Like, I really don't know anything vocally about this. Well, and what it says here on Wikipedia is that, as I kind of mentioned earlier, according to the band, this album marked the beginning of a gradual transition in York's songwriting from personal angst to the more cryptic lyrics and social and global themes that would come to feature in their later albums. I would definitely consider this more cryptic, and that's what I've read, is that sometimes like there are songs that sound like, like more whatever, but they all, for the most part, have pretty kind of dark lyrics a lot of the times this dog next to me is getting a massage from the cat that happens quite often <clears throat> yeah, my vocal break is right there mine's kind of in the middle Actually, I think it kind of is for everyone Ouch. (laughs) Ouch, that was good. Ouch, I can't believe you were able to hit those notes. My name's Tom. (laughs) Yeah, this album as a whole definitely wasn't... It wasn't hated, but it just wasn't liked as much because people did want creep creep over again and they definitely felt the pressure because what i read is that it was only supposed to be a nine week period that they were originally given to record and it just didn't work out because they were also touring Jeez, and just I, i guess there was one point where uh tom york like got sick and like things just had like so the deadline was dropped i think it ended up taking about nine months to record the album and it was partially yeah. recorded at abbey road as oh well. really mm-hmm. huh so but people were really pleased with the following album but because my said, sister even likes them and she doesn't really listen to this album yeah you said that uh oh god oh the people like wanted creep more it reminds mm-hmm. me of a. Uh, Beck with Loser. Yeah, that like, makes sense. People wanted that, and then when he didn't, you know, Beck did whatever the fuck Beck wanted to do. People were like, I mean, people enjoyed it, but it was. And I remember like, wait, uh, we wanted, yeah, I wanted I mean, Loser, and it's like, but if you listen to that album, that's really the only one song that sounds like that. Yeah, and really later on, it's not like he still didn't do songs that weren't interesting, like Sex Laws, yeah, for no, example. Yeah, yeah. But then he also would do stuff. It's very similar to the song that we just listened to is what he does 
now. So, yeah, it's just not fitting in people's little box anymore and growing as artists. But there are a lot of people who also follow them. Radiohead is easily... I mean, they're a very highly sought after and highly respected band. That's what I always took them as, was a respected band. And they did come out with, I believe... So the album that I didn't get into uh, was the first one I didn't get into. I'm pretty sure was In Rainbows. which I, I mean, I know it's In Rainbows, but I'm pretty sure that that's the one that came out in 2007 where they released it and they let people choose what to pay them. Like, it was essentially free... But you could also just pay whatever for the album. Like you could pay a dollar, you could pay 40 bucks. And they just, I mean, but it was essentially free. And it kind of just like let people decide what they wanted to do. And it was a successful album for them. And I know my sister likes that a lot. I think she leans a little more towards the electronic stuff. And I lean a little more towards the earlier rock, rockier 90s sounding yeah. shit. Uh, we have just a three more songs. Let's move along to Black Star. Wasn't that David Bowie's last album, Black Star? It was. Did you ever listen to that? I did. Was it good? There were some songs on it that were good, yeah. Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan. I always think it's interesting when people fade in music like that at the beginning of a song. It's an interesting yeah, it is sound. a weird way to go about it. Mm-hmm. It also makes me wonder, as a guy who writes songs, like, God damn it, I just cannot come up with a good beginning to this song. I'll just fade in that one section. Fade it in, <laughs> like how people yeah. fade out songs because yeah, they can't, can't come up with an ending. ending. Yeah. It's very possible. That's I wonder I, what they do live, or if they just don't really play it live. Or if they figured something out knows, over time. Yeah. Or maybe they had an intro and they just thought it was more interesting to fade it in. You're making it whiny. It's not whiny. This is just me doing a noise to show that I remembered the way it went. He's making himself sound like an alien. He definitely has an alien look. God, yeah. Lanky. Oh, man. If you put Tom York and Tom Hanks next to each other. And you said, which one's from Mars? I'm going to say Tom York. Easily. Even though it's probably Tom Hanks because he's so good at everything he does <laughs> that he just has this all fold. <laughs> he's, got, he's so charming he can't be from this world. It's the one we would least expect. It's because he's so charming and he's a part of that, you know, liberal pedophile ring. <laughs> yeah, he's got to have that adrenochrome. Ugh. Eating babies and sucking blood. Well, I've said it on this podcast before, but I just gotta say it again. I hate conspiracy theories. I fucking hate them. Some of them make sense, but some of them are so outrageous that it's like, come on, who really believes this shit? I, I mean, anything's possible, but I hate ones that even make sense. <laughs> but, yeah, when people are like, they're eating babies, <laughs> huh? You know why? You know I- no one's actually eating babies, right? <laughs> Unless we're talking about veal and shit like that. And like tender, sweet baby peas. No, I know somebody in the next town over that know Miss Johnson. She, she had freak out. She ate her baby. Well, yeah, that's because it's Miss Johnson. Not everyone eats babies. <laughs> Only a select few of crazy liberals, oh, apparently. I like this part. 
any production value way. I'm like, oh, that was a that was a good idea to go in there and add that little, oh, the, like that little, little harmony vocal. It really spiced it up. Uh-huh. I agree. That's what I like to do with albums that I know aren't gonna be in my vein. Yeah, I like to put aside personal, you know, like. I mean, you'll still have those opinions. Yes, yeah, I can't help that, but I do. Ways for me to enjoy it is to go. If I was the mixer, if I was the recording engineer, what would have been cool? What would have been fun? What would have been like? Oh man, how do we gotta get this done? And things like that. It's it's fun for me to do that in any kind of music too. And this all sounds like just such simple recording techniques too. They didn't. It sound like we spent a lot of time. Like, we want this huge sound. It more sounds like we want to feel. We it want... has a very full sound. Yeah, yeah. We want but that. It's simple. It sounds very together. It almost makes me wonder if it was all. They tried to record as much together as possible. That makes sense. You know, some bands, as a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always find that when bands try to lay down as much live together on the album as possible. It has an energy that you can actually like feel through it, as opposed to okay, you lay down the drums as a song. You lay down your guitar, yeah, then your bass. It can still have a great feel to it, a great vibe. But I know it's just a different vibe. Weird, yeah, yeah. It's definitely different and noticeable if you are aware of those sort of things and you kind of know what to listen for. Yeah, ebbs and flows and tempos help you listen for that too, because like. If a guy listens to a click track, a lot of times he can not even just listen to the guitar player. He just knows how the song goes. And he doesn't even need anybody besides the click. Yeah. Then, so if there's sways in the tempo, you know that the guitar player was at least doing scratch tracks there with the guy playing how they played in practice. Mm-hmm. And ebbs and flows are the things I love about music. I love a click track, but I also love ebbs and flows where it's like, you can hear... This part's got more energy, so we fucking tempoed it up maybe mm-hmm. two or three beats per minute, and it's just enough to fucking amp it up. Good shit. All right. I don't disagree. We are going to move on to the second to last song called Sulk. Also in the more, you'd say, droney vein, but I enjoy this song. I didn't dislike the last song either. R.E.M. Mm-hmm. Never noticed it before. <laughs> but if, when you point that it out, my God. Too. Even that weird like guitar yeah. scratchy thing. R.E.M. does stuff like that. Who? Oh, R.E.M. I thought you said Miriam. <laughs> What's this song called? Sulk. Yeah, he's definitely sulking, all right. You bite the big one, the big one bites back. You sit there and sulk. At least we're not stewing this week again. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I felt so bad about some of the stuff I said on this episode. About what? Sometimes I just like being a dick to be a dick. No shit. <laughs> no fucking shit. And I could tell when I listen to back some of those actions. It's like, you're just saying that solely to be an asshole. <laughs> In case you were wondering, that little tiff that we had earlier, we did not have to stop for that. Everything no. everything was 
you heard everything. You heard that. everything. There was no edits. There was no cuts. No, that was it. It didn't get too far though. But it did, it, it wasn't good. good. <laughs> it wasn't good. But yeah, sometimes we like you to be real here on the Couple of Critics podcast. We're definitely real, and we're a real couple. Like I said, this year we're coming up on 14 years of 14 being together. 14 years. Yeah, that's a long freaking time. Man, this is the second longest relationship I've ever had. Oh, is the first the longest with your mom? <laughs> no, I that's funny. Fucking vagina. I was gonna say my first is with the Lord. <laughs> no one believes that. <laughs> Everyone believe would believe your mom. My first one was my mommy. My mommy will always have my heart. <laughs> my mommy says that I'm cute. <laughs> my mommy says that I'm the best kisser. <laughs> mommy says I know how to eat pussy real good. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom said that about me, too. Oh, 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 oh. Interesting. Oh, sorry, Jim. Even though I had nothing to do with you. <laughs> I did think of my dad when saying that, actually. <laughs> Sometimes it definitely, it, it doesn't stop me from saying inappropriate things. No, it never stops. Yeah. But there's always that feeling of like, Ugh. enjoy that one, Jim. <laughs> sorry, dad. <laughs> Thanks for still listening. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks for still liking that I'm married to your daughter. <laughs> I think he likes you more than me. For sure. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I, mean. I am. I mean, you're me. funny and you're creative, but you're a piece of shit. <laughs> so you give a little, you take a little. I take a it's lot. It's all about compromise. You do. Because <laughs> you're a, it turns out Sam's a big fan of pegging. We figured this out within the last oh, week. My. He takes a lot. No, I get pegged a lot. Pegging. Not Peggy. You're, of course you're a big fan of Peggy. Oh, Peggy always weirded me out. Really? Yeah. You didn't like those cool ankle no. twirls? And the fact that she ate bonbons? No. And wore those leopard pants? No. Leopard is awful. Peggy, Peggy was always like the example we're talking of Peggy like, Bundy, if anyone knows yeah, what we're talking about. If you didn't know, what the fuck are you doing here? It's definitely in our vein, but... Uh, Inappropriate crass TV. She was like the uh, premium example of like gaudy. uh, Everything I was just like, I feel honestly, I don't know that she really expressed it as as much or as well as she did in the early opening intro during the theme when she would have a cigarette in her mouth and was like making dinner. Because you didn't see anything like that in the actual show, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no, and then, like, sh- they pulled out the cigarette and the salad. Ugh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's disgusting to so me. So, I, when I think of Gross Peggy, that's what I think of. Yeah, me too. But, other than that, I just think of a lady who's lazy. Oh, really? Yeah, she was who lazy. Who just sat around and didn't ever cook dinner or anything. But she just wa- loved watching soap operas and e- eating bonbons, bonbons all day. Which is where eating bonbons became like a thing. Yeah. What the fuck is a bonbon? It's a chocolate covered something. But I could be wrong, but I think it might usually have something to do with coconut. So if that's the case, I am definitely not interested. Bonbon? But it says here a bonbon is a small chocolate confection. They are usually filled with a with liqueur or other sweet ingredients. Oh, so she was getting all fucked up. Uh, if, bonbons. If that's the idea, I guess so. I had no idea Peggy Bundy was a drunk. 
That's weird that Al Bundy wasn't a drunk, or was he? Do I remember? Him? I don't remember him drinking beer all the time or anything. I think he would sometimes drink, but he just liked watching games. I remember and him zoning out, zoning out, putting his hand in his pants, mm-hmm. and he was obsessed with toilets. I remember one episode was about the deep bowl kind of toilet. So when you had like the flushing power, and it didn't splash up when you were using it, and God damn it, I agree wholeheartedly. Let's bring back that deep, non-splash-of-my-butt toilet. Wow. So according to this about a bonbon, because I'm still on that, is that uh, it says if the center is anything other than chocolate ganache, be it nougat, buttercream, ice cream, coconut, or caramel, it's a bonbon. The word bon comes from the French word good. Think of bon voyage, which means good trip, or bon appetit, meaning good appetite or meal. So bon bon is good good. Good good? Uh-huh. I'm going to sit and around he loves and good goods. eat good goods all day. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. We have one last final track. This is the fifth and final single, Street Spirit, parenthetically, Fade Out definitely a song that i would put in sam's category for you of being a zone out song genesis i hear i i would hear something like this on donnie darko like yeah. you said earlier i agree but i don't hear the genesis the guitar lines the only thing it was a genesis song because it has like a kind of a creepy it's got a it's almost got like a medieval uh note choice to it it doesn't have the tone of a medieval thing but the notes they're choosing are very. It's like, a medieval guitar tone, anyway. Uh, like it sounds like a like a wizard would have played it. <laughs> well, that cleared everything up for I me. I don't know how to explain it. I wouldn't. There's just certain like metal bands. Use I was that also same kidding kind of because that. there weren't guitars in medieval times, were there? Yeah, there's lutes. Yeah, but those weren't full-on guitars. Those were guitars weren't those like guitars. weren't those higher pitched? Maybe, but they were the precursor to a guitar. Oh, a precursor? Yeah. It's not a precursor? 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 Do I look like a chicken to you? Precursor! Man, there's been a, quite a bit of uh, Married with Children talk <laughs> <laughs> the second half of this. How's my hair look, by the way? Horrible. I don't like it. Yeah, you look like... You look like a lovely... Lady, I look like a lovely lady with a with facial lots of facial hair. I feel like my hair looks like the guy from uh, Puddle of Mud. Yeah, with Scantlin. With Scantlin, yes. Hey, <laughs> she fucking hates me. What was that Nirvana? Trust Allison, no Nirvana song that he did. Oh, <laughs> I can't remember what song it was. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um. I did a whole bit about it on the fucking podcast. Yeah, I thought so. Puddle of mud. Hi! Why? It's not that, but he could have done that. Puddle of mud. About a girl. How's that song go? I don't have to listen to it right now. We'll listen to the radio. We'll figure it out. We'll play the show with... Puddle of Mud one time, and they just stayed in their bus the whole fucking time and wouldn't talk to everybody. You did? No, they they was I played a show with them, yes. Green Jello did. And 
everybody in Green Jello was hanging out all, all day and talking to everybody, and Puddle Mud was just like, Meh, let me get my first up with skating. I think I saw Puddle Mud way back in the day with Godsmack and Deftones. It sucked. The whole concert. I can never remember what Godsmack did. Godsmack did uh They didn't do Stupefy, did they? No, that was uh disturbed. Okay. Uh Godsmack did that song that was like uh, uh <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you just made me think of disturbed and I can't think of what the fucking song is now. Godsmack did uh I'm not the one who's so far away when I feel the snake bite into my vein. Never did I wanna be here again, and I don't remember why I came. He also did I stand alone. Yeah, I stand alone. They also did that. Uh, Get back. Looks like they also did a song called "Crying Like a Bitch" with two exclamation points. Are you serious? Yeah. A song called Bulletproof. That sounds familiar. I don't know. I don't know why we're talking about Godsmack. Because this song's a fucking snooze. I think because we're both fading out. You know, this isn't necessarily a song that I would listen to. I don't think it's a very strong song at all. But surprisingly enough, even though it's not what I would necessarily consider to be a strong song, Peter Gabriel decided to cover it. And it's so much Peter like Gabriel. darker and slower, and I didn't hear much of it, but rows of houses all bearing down on me. I can feel that that's doesn't even sound like Peter Gabriel at all. Touching me, all these things into position, all these things will one day. Maybe it's not, but it's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, no matter what, it is still a cover, but are you trying to figure out if it's legitimate or not? No, I'm trying to remember what my favorite radio <laughs> song was on this album. <laughs> okay, so I you wanted to remember what About a Girl was. Uh, it's yeah. I Need an Easy Friend, I Do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the bad one. But we'll see. Because they've done this before in the past, and it wasn't bad. Yeah, this is definitely a good one. (laughs) We've definitely listened to this before, but... destroying his throat. It's not like his throat is destroyed, potentially from drinking. I guess. Who knows? I bet Wes Cantlin's not the most uh, not great with technique-driven guy. Well, we are officially to the part of the podcast where it is time to go over some questions. Oh, it is, you say? Questions, 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 questions. Questions, 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 questions. Oh, 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 oh. oh my god, Marcus. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I got it's questions time for some questions. For you, motherfucker. Oh yeah. Oh my god. It's time for some questions. Oh, questions. Uh. 
<laughs> All right. That's called going to YouTube and just type it in DJ Beat. Oh, okay. So why did I choose this? It's been on my list. Uh, I thought it was time to... I thought you were maybe more ready than you would have been a year ago for something like this. I'm going to say, yeah, you're right. So I felt like it was time. I know that you're not a Radiohead person. I know you're not really familiar with much of their music beyond Creep, even though I think if you actually maybe heard some songs, you might know them more. Actually, as you did. Yeah. So, yeah. And for me, this was the album to go to because it's my favorite album by this. What do I think you thought when I gave it to you? I think you were probably a little bummed because you have an idea of what they sound like and it's not your bag and you kind of knew it. Um, I'm not saying you were necessarily upset, but you, I, I assume you were definitely not excited at all. Uh, what was your judgment prior to listening to it? Excuse me, I'm yawning at the perfect time just as you finish asking your question to me. Uh, my first real right off the bat reaction was, eh, and then I was like, oh, well, now this is actually my time to listen to Radiohead. Like, I've never, Radiohead's been one of those bands that. You've just avoided? I, I have avoided, but it's one of those bands that, like, people love. Mm-hmm. That that like them, like, I've heard of. Oh, like if I know a band's album that I'm not into the band at all, it's obviously a big album. Mm-hmm. I've heard OK Computer been mentioned for years. Yeah. So obviously Radiohead meant a lot to, to a lot of people. And I also know it was uh, something that you were kind of like nervous about giving me. Mm-hmm. So I was I was intrigued to just actually figure it out and really have... Make a decision. Make a decision. The part of, the, of this podcast that I like is it is our way of going okay well i've always said that this sucks in an unfair way now it's time to actually listen to it and i'm not even gonna say it sucks anymore like as i'm as we understand things more especially for me as i'm branching out listening to things i've never listened to before i'm trying to say it sucks less unless it's like straight up pop garbage bullshit then i will say it sucks yeah like i don't like any like cardi b and shit like that I think it is absolute garbage and has no artistic merit. Mm-hmm. This, I think, has artistic merit. Oh, you like wet-ass pussy, right? No, it's a horrible <laughs> fucking song. It's funny, but it's not. it has no artistic merit whatsoever. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that hang in the back of my throat. Yeah, funny, no artistic <laughs> merit whatsoever. <laughs> Definitely funny. <laughs> this has artistic merit. Fiona Apple has artistic merit. Most of the things you give me that I'm not going to be into, I will say, but it has artistic merit and it's totally valid for you to like. I will never say that about some other artists, but this one gets it. Radiohead gets it. And I was interested, not excited, but interested to figure it out. That makes sense. How many? Oh, you said that you listened to this four times. Four and a little bit more. I was really trying to get in with this one because I was wondering if there was a point where it would crack and I'd be like, okay, now I'm used to it. I might actually enjoy it. But it that never, never really happened. happened because, okay. like I said, I would just get so like, forget music was even happening. There was too much drone songs that it didn't keep me in. Mm-hmm. If you cut out maybe four of these songs, I think you'd have a way more interesting album for me personally. That's just me personally. Yeah, that's fine. I could cut, you know, I 
I could cut at least two songs for sure out. Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple more might not hurt, but I don't know. I can listen to the whole thing without being miserable. Yeah. But if I'm, yeah, I would usually skip at least one song. Um, I'm glad I wasn't miserable. I expected it to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, okay. I'll wait till I get there. Uh, your least favorite song, I'm going to guess Bulletproof. And I think it's the slowest song. It's right after my Iron Lung, where it's heavy, and uh, it's kind of a bullet Yeah, I think I've actually got to give it to Sulk. Really? I think that's the song. No, Street Spirit. As the last song fade out. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, this is a skippable one for me. Which, bullet one could have also been it, but this one represents that I still have to listen to one more song. I uh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, I I like singing to fade out. Like I can get kind of sucked into that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, because I do enjoy singing, and I'm certainly not bragging, but I think I can hit some notes as well and can sometimes I mean not usually when I'm throwing myself on the spot and being ridiculous on this podcast but when I'm actually like <clears throat> you're good at singing <laughs> oh well I wasn't gonna say that but thank you you are <laughs> just like transitioning in things like it's fun for me to sing so I do enjoy things you, that are more like you this. have that talent so therefore you can play with it and that's cool Thanks. What is your... No, I'm sorry. You told me. What do you think my least favorite song is? I really have no clue. Okay. I, I, would, I would guess, but... Based off of anything that I've said? I think I'm going to say Bulletproof. Good job. Okay. I, I was hoping that you would say that because... I, I, had, I, I gave you the reasons why I yeah, don't like it. It took you, this podcast, to figure it out. Listening to this album on myself, by myself, I was never like, this is going to be the one Michelle doesn't like. And again, I don't think it's like a terrible song, but it's just too... Too drone? It's, yeah, it's not as much in the Radiohead vein. Does, uh, does this sound like Rufus at all? No. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. I'm surprised I haven't brought that out Would yet. I think it sounds like Rufus at all? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. And Rufus has done different things. He's been very poppy. He's he He's done a Judy Garland tribute album. He's... Huh? How many songs were from fucking Wizard of Oz? I don't think it was anything like that. There was a live show that Judy did, and Uh-oh. and he did that show oh, live. Okay. All right. Um. So, what do I think your most favorite song is? <laughs> this one's tough. Um. And again, I even though I think that there may be parts in songs that you might be okay with. I'm guessing the bends. I really don't know. There was another song that I think that you (laughs) mentioned, but I can't remember which one it was. I don't know what song it is, but I can tell you there's a little guitar part in it that I like. It was the song that I was talking about. They're playing between major and minor stuff. No, it's not that one. Between major and minor. Yeah, and it had that little guitar line that I was like, see, this guitar line is in a major. This, This song. Yeah, this is my favorite song. I actually do like this song. I love this song. 
personal way. It's got a lot of... And I like the line, words. you do it to yourself. I like lines that are that kind of put people in their place like that. You do it to yourself, that's why it hurts. Yeah. You and no one else. That's my favorite song of it. And I actually do like that song. I like the has some aggression line. in do, it. Do, 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 do. It doesn't have that guitar part. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Okay, whatever. That was awful <laughs> sounding. Um, so you wouldn't be able to guess what you think my most favorite song is. I'll take is. a guess. Okay. Because you did get Bulletproof right. I got Bulletproof right. I'm going to go with Planet Telex. No, Sweet Sam. Was it Just? No, even though Just is a great song. Uh, my Iron Lung. Oh. What's this oh, one? Wait, is that even true? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not as big on the verses, though, but okay, I love yeah. this shit. It has that 90s grunge sound. Oh, yeah. It rocks. I When I hear it, I'm like... Like, I get into it. I like it. So, yeah. So, so are, you, are you a person that would have been okay with more creep? Um, not necessarily because Creep was a slow song that would just go, damn it, damn it, but I'm a creep. Like it was still like a slower song. It just, it definitely had those like little grunge tinges, but not necessarily. I like this. I like it with a touch or touches of the slower stuff, but I like that they're still for them at times when they kick it up with the rock with the rock music and they uh <laughs> they get heavy or and I think it works I don't think they're bad at it I think when it's really oh, distorted yeah. and shit and maybe I'm not as familiar with the Pablo Honey album I haven't heard it a lot because I didn't really like it but so maybe I do like it more than I realize it's been so many years since I heard it and I like, too, when they go into those heavy parts, they right. add more of that, like, vocal distortion on Tom mm-hmm. York. Those are my favorite. Straight up like that. Yeah, I like when it gets wild and stuff. I've always said, I like my radio head to rock. I do not like my radio head to get all super electronic, even though there are some songs that I can hang with when they're in that, like, more transitional period. But once it goes straight over the the line, which I think begins, you know, halfway through their career for sure. Not a fan. Okay, so how old was I when I first started listening to this? This is tough. This definitely came from the influence of my sister and Bobby and Nick. Um, Yeah, yeah. Bobby and Nick are perfect examples of people who I would think would listen to Radiohead. For sure. And Bobby may have actually been... A bigger push for me to get into Radiohead, but we are into a lot of different Radiohead. Like even with my sister, I have always gravitated more towards this album and this sound. I do like some other stuff, which does have some crossover, but I hang out more in the beginning. I think your sister, that's weird because I would have bet your sister would be more into this because I know she loves 90s shit. Yeah, she's not as into the first two albums huh. at all. But Okay, computer. Mm-hmm. It's a good album. It's not bad. And 
it's it was on it was a thought to give that to you as well but that would have been more i think i would have been even more interested to hear that one i'm glad you gave me your favorite album but mm-hmm. i think if you would have given me okay computer i would have been like oh this is an album that people talk about like i'm getting ready to hear an album that is considered a classic it's true but i honestly didn't think that you would like it as much because it's more i don't know i just i feel like it's less in your vein because it is produced better and they don't i don't think they really slip into those super rocky things i think they do hang out it it is you get way more slow songs that you would zone out for on this album yeah that album has more of those songs oh yeah no thanks so i i did think that this would appeal to you more for that reason does it get more melancholy oh for sure yeah i don't like melancholy but then you also have stuff like this more productive. God damn, they definitely got a computer, didn't they? This is an okay computer, yeah. Regular exercise that I mean, this isn't. This is just like a two-minute song, but it's, I think it's just this. Did they? Did they name? Yeah, it just gets weird and like more experimental. And even though I like this song, it's called Electioneering. You still get some rock, but it's just more like. I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. I don't know that you would... Did uh, they name the album OK Computer? Because like the computer kept thinking of ideas and finally they were just like, OK Computer! Yeah, you get more stuff like this. His voice sounded a little lower there. A little less pubescent. Less young. A little older. So definitely more moody. More just like emotional. Definitely more production value. It was way warmer than what we were just listening to. It was wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a change. And that is most people's favorite, but I specifically didn't choose it because like I said, even though everyone else was getting was into the other stuff, this always stuck with me a little more. Um, how did I originally feel about it? I loved it, honestly. I don't like everything by Radiohead. I'm picky about my Radiohead, but what I like, I like a lot. And I, but I don't. That's the thing. Some more like, do you like Radiohead? Most of the time, I would feel like I'd be like, eh, I don't know. But after looking at their discography, apparently, I like. I do like you do like Radiohead, but again, most of those albums, there's just like a song here or there. Versus, I really only like two of their albums. Um, would I recommend it today? I would, even though I don't think most people would be responsive to it. Um, I think I would. I, but I would I, say most people like OK Computer, but I like the Benz. Yeah, and I think this, while it does have a very 90s sound to it, I also think these songs could last for a while. Like, if you gave it to the right type of person who would like sort of this melancholy sound or that kind of... Mm-hmm indie sound they're gonna like this it's a good recommendation i still fully enjoy i like i said i i very much enjoyed listening to this album i really love this album i think it's a good album um i'm changing up this last question because i it's always would you listen to this again and the answer is almost never yes so it seems like it's kind of ridiculous to keep asking that i agree so I did kind of lean into, like, did you like it? But that's kind of in the same boat. So I want to wrap all of that up. And we've talked about this in the past. Okay. 
Rate it. Zero to ten. Okay, cool. I like having a rating. Ten being the best. You don't have to compare it to anything else, like in the future, because you can like and dislike things for different reasons. Zero out of ten, ten being the best. Zero is absolute garbage. You'd flush it down the toilet. Ten meaning you would go right. out and you would buy it from Holy a shit, store. Holy shit, we're actually using We're going to finally use this. After two years, after we're taking years. a thing from our theme song, which, by the way, I know this is off our conversation. I want to redo it. I want a new theme song. One that sounds like... Sounds ben- something, something better. Oh. S- something okay. fuller. I don't know. I think we can do something new. Okay. Plus... That beginning, I don't know how anybody gets through it. It hurts my ears nowadays. Weird. It's totally it down. it's totally <laughs> stolen from a Missy Elliott song. I know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll give this a four. Okay. That makes sense. A four. Leaning towards a 4.5. I'll give it a 4.5. Okay. Wasn't miserable. Uh, won't ever listen to it again. But I... I was not, I just wasn't, it wasn't a chore to listen to it. Sometimes, even if I enjoy the album, sometimes it's a chore to listen to these fucking things to get ready for this. Mm-hmm. And this was not a chore. This was actually interesting at times. In like, it was actually a journey yeah. in, in ways of like, well, although I would forget I was listening to music on some things, but it was interesting to like finally listen to Radiohead. Okay, so since you mentioned Journey, um, compare it to Journey. Is it better than Journey? Would you rather yeah, listen no. to Radiohead? Fuck Journey. Yes. Even though I don't like the actual sound of Steve Perry's voice necessarily, he's a tr- he was a tremendous singer for yeah, sure. He's got talent, but I don't want to listen to Journey. But no, me neither. Well, I, I also think being around Tom York would be more tolerable than being around. Uh, well, you just said his fucking name. Mm-hmm. Journey. What's his name? Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Yeah, I think it'd be way more tolerable to be around Tom York than it would be Steve Perry. I think Steve Perry would be like all the time. Like, Ego. That or he'd be one of those guys that's just like, oh, don't you just thank every day that you're awake? And not necessarily oh. religious, but just like super happy about everything. At least Tom York, I think, when somebody would walk away, he'd be like, Jesus Christ, you get a fucking load of that guy? And you'd be Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, he fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That makes sense. Steve Perry would be too nice. You you can never be too nice. You can't trust someone who's too nice. I trust people who talk shit when people walk away. (laughs) That's not what most people would say, Sam. But maybe that's why we're together. (laughs) Because I'll talk shit to you to your face. Yes, you will. (laughs) And I'll talk shit about you in my brain to myself. I wish I you'd be more honest to me. I'm me. always honest. I never get near annoyed with you as you're annoyed with me. That's because I'm not as annoying as you do, as you are. The only thing that annoys me is you getting annoyed at the things that I'm doing. Well, it's because you kind of go out of your way to push my buttons because it's funny to you. I don't do that to you at all. That is the big difference. So it's, I think it's fair that I get irritated because of how you're treating me. You're specifically trying to set me off. So if it what? works, you, you, you cannot get How mad you for your mission accomplished. What you talking about? What you talking about? All right, so we're finished with this. Sam, we are. We're done. We're done talking about it. We are. What's next? What's next? Is we're going back in time, baby. Okay, I like this. We're listening to. What weird head is in this? I didn't even think. Molly about Hatchet. It. No, we are listening to Machine Head by Deep Purple. 
Okay. Bam. All Classic right. album. All right. That sounds interesting. And a weird for me because it's not metal. Although it's a precursor to metal. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely <laughs> known for that. But I'm somewhat familiar with Deep Purple. But everyone, thank you very much for yes, listening. We seriously. appreciate it. Yeah, we babble on like a bunch of morons constantly, so we appreciate you being here, no matter how long you're here. Yep, we Thanks appreciate for everyone. We appreciate you, Travis. We appreciate you, Ron. And most importantly, we appreciate Long Dong Tom Jeffries. Uh, and Anne Marie for taking that like a <laughs> champ. Go, girl. Get it. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Bye daddy. And Zach. I forgot Zach. Zach yeah. listens to every episode. Jimmy. Okay. All of our friends. I don't know who actually listens to every episode, but I know Hot Zach Mel. does. Fuck, Fuck you, you Mel. Mel. Bye. Dunzo.